What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Sam Dunks, the weekly NBA show over here at Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Sam. Today, we are taking a look at the ever-rapidly changing basketball card market. You might remember a couple months ago when it seemed like only the high end was on the rise, modern was dead, everything else was collapsing around it. Well, things are different today. It's always changing. Anytime someone makes a bold declaration about the future of the card market and where things are going, well, you know what? They're probably going to be wrong in about a month or two, and I'm going to show you that today. So uh, let's jump right into it. child crashes a car into a tree, you don't blame the child. You blame the 30-year-old that put the child behind the wheel of the car and said, drive, kid. That's Pam Beasley from The Office. And I was thinking something pretty similar the other day when I walked into my office here and found my kids taking the slabs off of my shelves and using them as guitar picks to play my guitar here. I wanted to be mad. Of course, my boys are three years old. You can't really be mad at a three-year-old for doing something stupid like that because that's just what they do. If you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I can be mad at the 28-year-old that left the slabs out on the shelf completely unprotected. Now, I like looking at my slabs. I'm not going to put them away in a box very often. They're not worth that much. They're worth a lot more to me than they would to any robber. But the best way I know how to protect them from my kids or any other incidental that might come and scratch the surface is to go over to slabstocks.com backslash shop and then pick up a couple of slab shields. Two BGS, two PSA 10. You can get them in sets of two, 25, 100. It's only three bucks for a set of two of them. Protect your investment. If you have hundreds of dollars wrapped up in some of these slabs and when you list them on eBay, you don't want the slabs to be scratched up go over to slabsocks.com, click on the shop button and load yourself up with a couple of slab shields. Yeah, they're pretty much phone protectors, but they'll fit perfectly and they're gonna keep your investments safe. So please do so. Also, while you're there, if you like what we do, if you like Sam Dunks, uh, toss a t-shirt in the cart if you wanna support us. I would really appreciate it. Uh, but uh, yeah, protect your investment, support Slab Stocks. Thank you so much. I had a totally different idea heading into this episode than what I actually ran with. I was I was considering looking at Stephen Curry's 2009-2010 Topps PSA 10 rookie card as well as his PSA 9 rookie cards and figuring out what the prices were doing and, and how we might position ourselves running into the playoffs here. Of course, Stephen Curry's just been on a tear of late and, and looks awesome and, and the Warriors are positioning themselves for a play-in game that should be a lot of fun and should have a lot of eyes on it. Uh, but once I started digging into the data, pulling up the card charts, what I was finding was something I wasn't expecting. And I started digging deeper and deeper and deeper, diving into this wormhole. And I just have to share all that information with you. What I found is that the card market is rapidly shifting. It's always shifting. Anytime people talk about the way it's, it's going right now, like I'm doing right now at the moment, I guess, it's probably going to be different in about a month or two. So best thing we can do is try and keep on top of those shifts and, and, and play ahead of the curve here. So looking at Stephen Curry's 2009-2010 Topps PSA 10 rookie card between the beginning of the year and then the middle half of February. So, so the first half of February, I should say, his card was on the rise up 180%. Second half of February on down up until the current day, 
it was down 41.5%. If we look at his PSA 9 rookie card, and we can overlay those two charts, we see a remarkably similar story from the beginning of the year up until about the first middle, you know, the first half of February, we see a sharp increase. And then ever since then, we see a rather sharp decrease, uh, you know, pretty much like clockwork. Now, as I was looking at Stephen Curry's cards, I wanted to compare him to LeBron James and see how two of these, you know, just all-time great or, you know, from this generation, great players were playing um, and how their card markets were reacting to, you know, the news with the injuries and heading into the playoffs and everything else. So next up, let's pull up LeBron James's 2003-2004 tops numbered 20, 221 PSA 9 rookie card. Uh, I have a PSA 8 on the screen there. I don't know why I do, but it should be a PSA 9 rookie card. Tons of sales during that time. We see from the beginning of the year up through the first half of February, up 138%, just astronomical rises. And then after the first half of February was done, we've seen just a decline 44%. Now, if you remember back to the first half of February, and I know this is true because I went back through all of Slabstocks' Instagram posts in first half of February, everything that was high end, everything that was vintage, that was when all of that was steadily on the rise. If you can recall back a couple months, you might also remember there were a lot of people talking about how modern was dead, how vintage, how high end, that was where everyone was putting their money. We kept running into all these all time highs on these really astronomically priced cards. Ever since then, we've actually seen a rather remarkable decrease in all those different cards. Um, so you can keep on going. We'll look at the, the Curry rookie card PSA 9, the Topps rookie PSA 9 overlaid against the Topps rookie PSA 9 of LeBron. Very similar story, similar timeline. We see a sharp rise up through the first half of February. Second half of February onward, we've seen a rather remarkable drop. We can look at LeBron's 2003 Topps Chrome rookie card. Uh, that was up 150% through the first half of February. Second half of February onward, we've seen a drop 42%. Most of these cards, they're still up on the year, but really rather you know negligible gains overall, especially when you compare it to what we had seen in the first half of February. Overlay the, the Curry Tops rookie card over the top of that. Again, very similar tale, similar timelines. First half of February, we see a rise. Everything since then, we've seen a drop off. Uh, we could look at the Kobe Bryant 2008 Topps Chrome PSA 10 rookie card. That's the card, obviously, with LeBron and Kobe on it. Just beautiful card, beautiful eye appeal. Of course, you have two all-time greats from these eras that are you know playing against each other on the card. Just a very unique card. And for that reason, we also saw that card just skyrocket 530% from the beginning of the year up until the first half of February, somewhere in there. Uh, ended just under 14000 at its all-time high after starting the year at just over $2,000. Just incredible gains there. And what's happened since then? Seen it drop another 58%, going from just under 14000 to just under 6000 Overlay the Curry 2009 Topps Chrome PSA 9 rookie card over the top. And we see, again, very similar timelines. We see a peak there in the early February and then a drop-off ever since. Uh, we could even look at Michael Jordan's 1986 Fleer PSA 8 rookie card. Again, just astronomical rise. Once the high end was popping off, a lot of that had to do with Michael Jordan's rookie cards popping off too. We saw a rise of 114%. It ended at $35,000 at its all-time high. 
And then we've just seen a huge drop off ever since then. It's down 69% from the second half of February onward, or really uh, February 2nd is when it reached its all-time high. And ever since that point, it's been a steady decline. In fact, it's lower today than it was at the beginning of the new year. Uh, overlay the Stephen Curry uh, tops rookie card over the top. Obviously, it's the timelines aren't matching up super great since Curry's all-time high was uh, the more towards the middle of February. But again, we see first half of February, things are looking pretty good in the high-end market, and then everything drops off since then. Now, when all this was going on, there's just many bold declarations going around that, that the whole market has shifted. And, and obviously, for a short time, it did. But the whole market has shifted towards the high-end, towards the vintage, towards the goats, and, and you know modern prospecting. All of that stuff was dead. If you were going to card shows at the time, uh, people weren't trying to buy up modern. You know, people were trying to sell off their modern. They were trying to run away from their modern prospecting. That was a thing of the past. Well, you can't really make too many bold declarations when you're talking about mass group think and how that works and, and market dynamics. Once you have a run on one thing, very often what happens is you know the the, the corresponding, the opposite side it'll drop. And once that side looks low, well, that'll get a run on it. And once this side looks high, that'll drop off. And that's exactly what we've seen with a lot of the modern, with a lot of the prospects and everything else. Uh, for instance, let's take a look at Zion Williamson, his 2019 Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card. During that span of time when modern was quote unquote dead, uh, when everything was going towards the high end, we saw Zion Williamson's cards, they were trending downward 33%. A third of all of their price gains in the history of Zion's cards, they dropped in just about a month, just the month of January. Well, during that span of time, that first half of February, when many of the high end cards were reaching their all time highs, we also saw just a, a tremendous number of, of downward peaks, like valleys, I guess we would call them for Zion Williamson's card. But what's happened ever since then? Everything that's high end, everything that's vintage has been trending the opposite direction. In Zion, he's been trending back upwards, up 30% since the second half of February. Good on Zion. He's been playing extremely well of late. Or we could look at uh, another very popular young guy, Luka Doncic, his 2018 Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card. During that span of time when everyone was turning towards the high end, Luka Doncic, he was one of the guys that was being victimized, down 21% overall during that stretch. Then we hit the middle of February, and everything started turning pretty quickly away from the vintage, from the high end. And suddenly, Luka's PSA 10 Prism Silver rookie card was up 33% up until about the middle of March, and ever since that point, we've also seen it drop 31%, although uh, that has less to do with dramatic market shifts and probably more to do with the fact that I don't think the Mavericks are going to do a whole ton in the playoffs this year. And I think a lot of people are anticipating that ahead of time. Or we could look at RJ Barrett. He's another player that's been pretty exciting of late on an exciting Knicks team currently. His card, his PSA 10 Prism Silver rookie card was down 49% all the way through that run on the vintage, that run on the high end. And what's happened ever since? The Knicks have been playing really well. RJ Barrett's been playing really well. And his card market has responded up 50%. We see players on the court playing well and the card market's actually responding accordingly rather than just re reacting to whatever the high end market is doing at the time. We look at Kevin Porter Jr. During that whole stretch through the first half of February, when everyone was running towards the vintage, the high end, his market was remarkably flat. 
He was traded Houston. The first half of February is when he ended up starting to play with uh, the Houston Rockets G League team. That was when his hype was at an all-time high. We saw his cards skyrocket 180% from about the middle of February through about the middle of March. And then kind of the, the hype train on Kevin Porter Jr. started to die off a little bit. And it's dropped. It's still up on the year overall. It ended most recently at $300 but it was down 57% from its all-time high point. If you look at Michael Porter Jr., his 2018 Prism Silver Rookie Card PSA 10 grade is what we're looking at. Uh, through the first half of February, he was down 52%, even though the Nuggets are playing really well, even though he was playing pretty well too along with them. Of course, Modern was dead. Everyone was going high end. And well, look at what's happened ever since then. From the second half of February onward, he is up a tidy 70%, looking pretty good, pretty healthy on a good Nuggets team. Or last up, we could look at Jaron Jackson Jr. Obviously, he's been injured pretty much the whole year. There was lots of rumors all along the way and a lot of questions about when he was ever going to start. His cards were down 19%, so a little flatter than from the, the other ones that we've been looking at, but down 19% through uh, about the middle of March, going uh, trending downward throughout all those, those highs on the high-end stuff. And ever since then, we've also seen it trending right back upward, 26% uh, overall. Uh, looking pretty good uh, of late also. So what's our takeaway from all this? You know, I think probably the biggest thing to remember is that the card market, it's a living, breathing thing. It's living, it's breathing because you have a whole ton of people that are alive. They're trying to capitalize on their investments. They're trying to sell at all-time highs. They're trying to buy at all-time lows. They are doing all of that at once, which creates just a living organism, which we call the card market. Now, because it's always alive and it's always adapting, it's always changing, we see things like the run on the high end and then pretty soon after the collapse on the high end, we see the death of the modern, and then we see the steady rise of the modern after that point. This is just how human nature is. When you see things running one direction, the reaction is to run the opposite direction, and then you have things just crisscrossing like that. So once high end was on the rise and people were declaring the death of modern, the death of prospecting, all of that stuff, it's very easy to get scared by that to get taken away by it it's very easy to panic and, and panic sell and lose a bunch of money i mean it's just like when Taylor horton tucker was the most popular card in the entire universe uh what is it? i guess it was only like four or five months ago which seems crazy to me when Taylor horton tucker was the most popular card in the universe for a couple of weeks it was really hard to not just get taken away in that but when we use our brains and we think about Lakers rotation and, and what type of role he's going to have on team. Obviously, those things weren't going to continue. Or think about Bull Bull last year before the bubble started. Everyone was running after Bull Bull. He was just skyrocketing, heart, hottest card on the market. It's tough to not get taken away by all of that hype and to run along into it and lose a bunch of money. What you really need to do is think about it. Does this make sense? And is the market going to shift the opposite direction pretty soon? Every single time, the answer to that question is yes. It will always shift. We're going to have off-season sell-offs, and we're going to have people getting excited to get into the season, and it's going to start climbing up. We're going to have people selling off as we get into the playoffs. But you know what? We're also going to have people, once they see the sell-off start, once they see the prices start dropping, they're going to want to jump right back in. So the best thing for you to do is not panic anytime you have one of these big sweeping generalizations that now everyone's going high end and modern is dead, all that different stuff. 
it's going to change. I could probably do the same exact videos I did today, but flip it around in two months where we'll see maybe all of modern dropping. We'll see all of the high end climbing back up. That's just what happens. It's going to be kind of hard to time those things out because it, it just kind of changes on a dime like we saw, especially with some of those all-time highs from some of those cards. Uh, it's going to change on a dime. You're not always going to be able to get it exactly right. The best thing you can do and what you can train your mind to do is just to not panic, to not panic sell, to not panic buy. As long as you can be measured and steady in your approach and, and be very objective in your approach too, you're probably going to do just fine. So yeah, the high end, it was really good for a while. It's not as good now. It's still up on the air. The modern it's a little down on the air, but it's trending in the right direction. So that's good news for me because I love the modern. I love prospecting. I love talking about all that stuff. And I'm sure you all know that. Uh, so again, thank you so much for tuning in this week. It was a fun look at just the overall dynamics in the card market. Uh, next week, we'll be looking at some, some more modern players and some current updates in the NBA heading into the playoffs. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in.